I'm your host, Emily. And I'm your host, Jenny. And welcome to our podcast, Banana Split, where we share our experiences on identity and existential crises while navigating the world as young adults. So, someone recently went to Japan for some little oh, yeah. soul searching. searching, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had an identity crisis and then I went to Japan, you know, as, as people But do. It was convenient that I could do the whole thing where I lost my mind and then I ran off to a foreign country to, like, quote unquote, find myself. Like those anime situations where they just leave everything behind and travel through something. Oh, yeah, and they travel through the world and they meditate and then they're like,、mm, I understand myself now. So, do you understand yourself now? No. <laughs> like, I'm actually more confused. <laughs> I'm less confused, but I'm more confused. I think that I, my, my identity crisis definitely、uh, became stronger once I was there. I was like, damn, who am I? Who are you? And that's the topic of today's episode, guys. <laughs> 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 who am I? <laughs> who are we? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about identity and the existential crises. So, what was your sense of self like in college? Like, what did you value back then? I feel like when I was in college, the world seemed to make a little bit more sense. I really valued other people in my life, and I thought that that was just the higher thing that I got fulfillment from was going to be like making other people happy, but like, My world was just kind of small back then. I had like the long term boyfriend, and I just imagined, oh, I hope that the two of us can stay together and just face the world together. And like, I would be happy if I could make other people in my life happy and my friends happy, was like kind of how I felt back then. <clears throat> So basically, your sense of self was dependent on other people. Yeah, 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 it was. Have you like struggled with something similar or, yeah, I don't know. Like not knowing myself and being crazy? No, being dependent like, on other people <laughs> for your identity. Well, yes to the first one and yes to the second one. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, yeah, I think I basically went through the same thing where I depended on other people and. Based my entire self value on how others thought or what others wanted,、um, especially in college where I was also similar in the long term relationship. So, like, I can just whatever do things that benefit other people because you know I have someone that could help me in、mm-hmm. case I fall. So, whatever、oh、they want to do, I'm gonna do. Yeah. Even though, like, sometimes like, I would know I don't want to do something. But do you feel like you're different now, or do you still struggle with the same thing? I feel like I still struggle a little bit, but previously, I don't think I even knew what my hobbies were. Oh my god. All of my hobbies were、Dude. based on people around me. Oh my god. Like, whatever they liked, I liked, even though I didn't actually like it. But wait, would... wait, that's too real. <laughs> that's too real. I would adopt their hobbies and be like, Oh my god, I love this too. I know so much about it, but in reality, I did so much research and like,、oh、I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was trying to fit in. That's <laughs> too real. It's so painfully relatable. Do you have hobbies they can call your own now? Yeah, I have hobbies now. It was a long journey to get them. I think it was actually like maybe 
a year or two, man, values are really important to like your sense of self. And the reason that I struggled so much to have like the hobbies again was like, I somehow forgot like the reason why I like the hobby to begin with. Yeah, that's a good thing to touch on, um, especially because you get different levels of fulfillment when you're doing these hobbies for different reasons. It's like if you're doing the hobbies because you're pretending to like them and because there's something that someone else likes, you don't get the same enjoyment and fulfillment you get as when you're doing a hobby that you know that's something that you like specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason that you're doing something really changes the experience. Like how has that reflected in like how you've understood yourself as a person, do you think? Mm-hmm. So previously, because all of my values were shaped around other people, my understanding of the self was kind of a mishmash um what do you call that what what pot is that melting pot oh yeah melting melting pot yeah mishmash melting pot of different people mushed together and i was one of the mushes (laughs) i was one of the mushes (laughs) in that pot and i was just constantly being stirred as more people get added into it and then it's like it's a mush i yeah i feel like you're boundary setting has been like improved a lot just like over the period of time that we've known each other (laughs) you did that with like a deadpan expression too you're like you're like (laughs) who's like trying to watch an ai express human emotion um, do you think that societal expectations and trends has influenced your sense of self and what's it been? Yeah, I mean, like, for one, we, we're both uh, Chinese, American. You know, it's interesting because I feel sometimes this clash, like, within the way that I want to act because of this difference between Chinese and American values and expectations. Mm, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Like, for example, um, I think that... Well, I don't know. I actually want to hear your opinion on this. But, like, I think that one value that I was raised with is, like, this, like, humility, right? So, like... Oh, yeah. You know, like, you're not supposed to be like, "Mm, I'm so good at this, or "Mm, this, like, like, PowerPoint that I did. It was so good, wasn't it? Like, you're supposed to say it as it is, and you're not supposed to, like, up-talk yourself. I feel like that was how I was, like, raised. But even beyond that, you have to down talk yourself yeah like mm-hmm. you can't upsell yourself in any way you actually have to go like oh it wasn't that good even though you put a lot of effort you put a lot of thought in it and you're mm-hmm. actually proud of it but when you tell other people it has to be oh it wasn't that good i didn't put that much effort into it i could have done better and i thought that was normal yeah until right? like i don't know college or something where people were just complimenting each other and they were talking about their families and how their parents encouraged them and i was like what yeah I was like, I want to hurt him. Really. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean your parents never compare you to your third cousin down to yeah, the yeah, yeah. tenth side of your family? Oh my god. And I think that this is, I just, I feel like because I grew up with this, I expect mm-hmm. that people have this inherent understanding of how that works with like interpersonal interactions. But it's, I have moments sometimes where I realize that people don't. Like, for example, at work, um, I think it can really hold us back, especially, like, Asian 
uh, women or Asian American women, it can yeah. really hold us back because we come off as like unconfident or submissive. Mm-hmm. And it's like not even like an accurate reflection of who we are. It's just like the way that like we talk because of the mm-hmm. cultural values. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, that's a really good point that you brought up because I feel like in American culture, especially in the workplace, people value confidence mm-hmm. and like people really value if you can sell yourself or not. And yeah. That's not a skill that we were taught growing up. That's the opposite of what we were taught growing up. Yeah. I almost feel like I even don't value it in the same way, right? Like I feel like the values that I ended up growing up with, like the way because I think that selling ourselves and like being confident is associated in American culture with competence. Yeah. If you're confident, then you're competent. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like to the point where people would rather believe the person with like a uh, crappy work that can sell themselves well to give them responsibility over someone with really good work who can't sell themselves. No, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, you know? it kind of has to be like, you have to do the work so well that other people compliment you for you. Like, mm-hmm. they upsell you for you. Yeah, and that's classy, and it's confident. I think that if there's one thing that this year has taught me after graduating, you can't actually know anything for certain. Like, I really learned that with the job situation, where mm. it was like, the it was all like, oh, uh, pick the job that's going to be a job security job at the company and then that's what a lot of us thought stuff. when we went into it yeah and then bam the job the company that in its entire existence has never done layoffs did layoffs and and it was mass layoffs yeah it was mass layoffs and you just can't control it you can't control if the economy is going to crash and win mm-hmm. so like there's no real point in trying to plan like your life and, like, make major life decisions around things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, I think, to have some sort of um, life goal post. Like, yeah, for sure. But just don't dwell too much on the details of it. Like, yeah, don't try yeah. to set hard standards for yourself because that just gives yourself more pressure. You can't control most things in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that now when I think about my life, I definitely don't think about it as, like, a... If I want to do this by this time and have this type of life. Because I have no idea what my life is going to be like in the Mm -hmm. future. Yeah. Also with like the whole... This is kind of a tangent. But with the whole like self-identity crisis type of thing. I was just thinking how... I thought I was so mature and smart. (laughs) A couple years ago. When I thought of like the decisions I made. And was like so proud of like working my life through internships or like planning for internships and planning for my future mm-hmm. and now i'm looking back and i'm like what the fuck oh, me here? too <laughs> me too i thought i was so much more mature than i actually was yeah actually one of my biggest moments of maturing was realizing how immature, immature. i am yeah exactly yeah. i think a big one is just maybe choosing my college um, because I chose it based on rankings. Uh, I was literally on U.S. school rankings because that's all. That's all I knew. That's what I heard from my parents. That's heard what I heard from people around me. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, you gotta have a ranking for your school, or your school's like not worth it, yo. You're gonna you're gonna be out of a job. You're gonna be a bum ass homeless person in the future. You're mm-hmm. not gonna get anything if you don't get into yeah, the yeah, ranking." Yeah. And that's what I based my college applications on. I only had like applied to things that were at least 
rank 50 or mm-hmm. or higher or something like that. And looking back, that was just so stupid. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to choose a college based on um, what major that you might want to go in. If mm-hmm. they have those programs that like of the things that you're interested in, um, tuition, uh, location, um, job prospects, and all of these things are much better considerations than the ranking. Yeah, it's like. It's just, I feel like in college, I had such a difficult, like, I I feel like related to that. I had such a difficult time understanding why I cared about the things that I did. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. led to so many problems. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to work for, like, a good company that pays a lot of money. And, like, just, like, I don't know. So when people look in, they'll go, like, oh, hey, that person's working at a good company that pays a lot of money. And, like, that was not what I probably should have based my career decisions around. Just, like, valuing the status of what other people would think about the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is something that also differs between Western and Eastern culture because we're, like, from Eastern culture, it's usually more of a collectivist Mm-hmm. So we just tend to care more about others' opinions. Oh my god. And let them affect our decisions. so horrible. Versus like the Western culture that bases more on individualism where mm-hmm. they care more about what they think, which mm-hmm. is something that I wish I had more of. Like, Me too. So are there different versions of yourself that you use for different situations? Ooh. Yeah. Should we go like examples like meet meet the different versions of yourself the different versions of jenny okay name one work work jenny act act as a co-worker uh you got any fun weekend plans oh my god yeah i have so much going on (laughs) (laughs) okay now act as a friend and ask the same question oh okay you got you got any weekend plans i'm gonna lay on the bed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that's so funny <laughs> i feel like that was something that i kind of like didn't realize about work personas was like the importance of having a work persona at work mm-hmm. so i feel like if i could do my year of work over again i probably would have been less authentic and more like a different version of myself that i would bring to work if i could do it again interesting so what kind of version of yourself would you bring to work? For one, I think that the values that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. about like being humble yeah. did not work just like in the role that I had. Because mm-hmm. I really believed like our work had a lot of like, be yourself, be authentic, we care about who you are. But they had like a version of authenticism that they wanted. Yeah. And I also think that like being yourself and being authentic at work has become more important and more valued for younger generations. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times at companies, um, the older generations are in power and they may have different values. And to appeal to the younger generation, they'll show the company to the younger people as having different values than it really does. So like when you're like a new grad and you're navigating like the corporate environment, Mm -hmm. there's like uh, writing on the wall or like, second meanings to things that like i didn't i just took things for face value before i feel like now i kind of understand like you how you want to be authentic but still like work persona authentic yeah it's like yeah you don't they don't actually want you to show up and like be totally like just like 
yourself. Like, they want polished professional yourself. Yeah, and the polished professional is all of the major, I guess, American values. Yeah. Confidence, go-getter, extroverted, cheerful. What did you say? Nothing. (laughs) Did you just say horny? No, I said white. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. True. If we look at all of the upper levels of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely being white helps. I've had moments... I have moments, I talk to the C-suite a lot. There are some some things that the C-suite would say to me about my ethnicity, and I'd be like, hmm. Listen. This is, this is, uh. There's a little out-of-touchness, I feel like, that goes on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember there was this um, wolf time. Wolf time is where like, people gather together from a team to play games for, like, an hour. During, like one day of the week or something it's a team bonding session and for that wolf time we play something similar to geoguessr but instead of like giving you a picture it gives you a, a video of like the area and you're supposed to guess it based on the video the majority of the group was white everyone guessed like from japan to korea and nobody guessed near China. And I think some of the explanations for that was like, oh, this is way too modern to be China. Oh my god! Uh, I, I was I was like, what do you mean? This is too oh. modern. Literally, there was like one skyscraper. And uh, I don't know, like there was some technology machines and billboards around. Like what? I, I, oh. I, <laughs> that was the moment where I was like, I don't... I don't understand. Oh my god. I was eating lunch with my mentor and I took out a pair of chopsticks because I was eating noodles. (laughs) And he was like, Emily, are chopsticks your preferred (laughs) utensil? I was like, what type of question is this? I was like, you see me eat with a fork like every every time, bro. Like, what? I'm an Asian, I just take out my fucking chopsticks and eat some noodles, and it's like, yeah. Is there a version of yourself that you like the best? I feel like the version of myself that I like the best, I've actually really been struggling with this because I feel like I've always liked the version of myself that doesn't have any of my flaws that I put on for people Mm. the best. But I think that my favorite version of myself is the one that's like non-judgmental and just like understanding and like very at peace with everything Mm -hmm. um and like mature and thoughtful and all these positive qualities and none of the negative ones no i think i'm similar to that if i could choose the best version of myself it would be all the positive qualities and none of the negative but yeah. Do you do you ever pretend to be that person? Do you think? Or yeah, duh. <laughs> How often? Would Especially, you say? I think with newer people, like people mm-hmm. I don't know that well or not as comfortable with, mm-hmm. I I put on that like facade where I go and try to use all of my positive qualities. Oh, because like I guess I always have this 
sort of fear at the back of my mind. I don't know if it's fear of abandonment or something. Mm. It's like if I'm truly my authentic self, especially when I meet someone for the first time, they're not gonna like. Yeah, they're not gonna like. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, I didn't even know that I struggled with that. (laughs) I was proud of having a secure attachment style, according to the attachmentquiz.com. But I think the attachmentquiz.com is a liar <laughs> because I really don't think I have a secure attachment style. I think you are secure depending on the person. Mm, good point. If I had if I had to choose like what my favorite version of myself is, like realistically, I think it's when I'm with my closest friends, like you mm. and Ali and stuff like that. Um because then I'm the most authentic self. Like mm. when I'm with you guys, I'm the most comfortable. I'm a homeless bum right now. <laughs> this is not how I would appear to people I'm not comfortable with. Like I would be yeah, like, yeah. dressing more normally. <laughs> normally. <laughs> like outside clothes. And mm. definitely not sitting in weird positions and sitting more normal like um but yeah this is just the most comfortable version of myself and i feel like i can also just in general not as peppy and kind of a downer sometimes Hmm. yeah but i'm able to express that with you guys because i mean it's a comfortable safe environment type of thing and i like that i'm able to be authentic and i don't have to be cheerful and positive all the time Uh, i think that's like great like your favorite version of yourself is who you actually are like yeah genuinely (laughs) well do you have a version of yourself that you are realistically have right now that you would say is your best or favorite i don't know i think i'm in like transition period where i'm trying to start to understand like my actual authentic self and who it is Mm -hmm. on the trip i had this moment where I like like a whole mental breakdown because yeah no it was like it was like a thing I was sitting on the floor and I pretend to pack my luggage and I just started crying I was like oh my god like I started I started like full-on crying and they were like you good and I was like oh I'm just rearranging my (laughs) luggage and then it's like but like but it's a metaphor for life (laughs) rearranging my life (laughs) and self they're like but like we're not going anywhere and I was like I'm just <laughs> it was, they're like we just got here like why are you repacking your luggage and it's like i'm just you know <laughs> you're not everything fits in the luggage correctly oh no but like uh they're really good friends so like all of them like eventually caught on and they sat around me and they made me eat food and like <laughs> they, made and they made me eat food and drink water because so i like hadn't eaten the whole day and then it was a moment where i was like where I felt like it was okay. Where it was like, okay, they don't hate me. Even mm-hmm. though I felt like I wasn't being my best self to them. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think that that's something that I'm working on right now. Is that's that what feeling. friends are for. Yeah, but, like, sometimes I feel like if I'm actually myself, I'm gonna, like... Turn around. I'm gonna shake you. Oh, okay. I'm gonna shake oh, you. Okay. I'm gonna shake you. Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like... Hmm, I feel like the person that I actually am sometimes isn't the person that I think that I am. And I don't like, like, realizing that. Like, I just, like, for example, like, uh, Sarah is so, like, she was going through, she was also equally as tired, but Mm -hmm. she was just go with the flow, like, have a good time, still able to joke around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
like, I was like holding it in. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to like explode on someone because we like missed the train like for the third time oh, no. and no one would tell me what direction we were going. And I was like, mm, I'm so <laughs> like literally like. I literally had this moment where, like, Alec was like, um, I forgot, like, someone said something where he was like, where I was like, oh, why can't someone show me where the train is so I can, like, help us find the train? Mm-hmm. He was like, because we don't have any Wi-Fi. And I was like, we don't have any fucking Wi-Fi? I'm gonna, I'm gonna strangle you, motherfucker. It's like, I was literally, I was literally, I was like, oh, could, but could you guys let me finish my sentence for a second? I was like, so passive aggressive i was like dying um anyways like i just wish that i could be when i'm stressed like the unbought like sarah was just so like hmm this kind of sucks but like i wonder when we'll get there hopefully on time and she was so chill but i think that's just different values though because like to me you're the chillest person i know do you know how much patience it takes to go through Jump King at the level that you did and not fucking blow up. I oh tried God. for 30 minutes on Jump King and I was blowing up. You did that for 14 hours straight on one stream and you fell from the very top and you continued on. Damn. I guess I never thought of it that way before. Yeah. I mean, people just have different tolerances for different things just because they don't act the same way that you do and some. In stressful situations doesn't make you a bad person. Hmm. Because you That's also so crazy. yeah. Because you also just act so calm and positive in really stressful life decisions. Like recently with the company shit, you were the, the calmest person I've ever seen go through <laughs> that type of thing. And I'm like, how? I would be I would be breaking down right now. So. Yeah. I feel like you're just too hard on yourself. Yo, I really appreciate that because I like did not. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, like, that it could be different, different situations. Exactly. Mm. We're all different people. We all have different experiences that make us who we are. It would be kind of weird if we all act the same way. Like, we're AI. (laughs) 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 Your worst version of yourself that you don't like? Oh, worst version of myself that I don't like. Yeah. Definitely um being judgmental narcissistic and uh inconsiderate Mm -hmm. judgmental narcissistic inconsiderate and angry (laughs) like if i mix all of those together uh those are like i think the four pillars of uh things that i think i do sometimes Mm -hmm. that i like really don't like those four is there like a trigger or like a situation or like an event or something that actively triggers all of them because i think for me it's when i'm with my family it brings Mm. out the worst in me sometimes yeah that's so interesting like i can draw a couple of parallels with like the personality of my family and the way that my family interacts with each other Mm -hmm. and like these four traits yeah 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 Yeah. i think that i exhibit anger issues depression judgmental stuff other bad traits especially it comes out with my impatience Mm -hmm. it's just like the way they talk to me triggers all of them at once and i just become such a bad version of myself Mm -hmm. like i'm trying to be more calm and react better but it's like after i don't know 20 something years of going through the same thing Mm. it's hard to yeah it's like 
I feel like sometimes my family feels like going back in time when I interact with them. Mm-hmm. Like, like they feel so like, uh, like they they feel like this mold that I put myself back into when I'm around them. Sometimes, yeah, we're like they have like this way of viewing the world that can be really like harsh on people and when i'm like around them sometimes like it definitely like accentuates like a judgment change is so hard it's like you can't make yourself change even you know i i don't know like if you've ever felt this feeling but like there will be times where i think that i've become a better person and then i'm like wait I was just pretending. I, I I don't know. Like no, I get that a lot. Yeah, right. It's like sometimes, especially when you're like out in public or interacting with other people, you just switch, code switch into some sort of personality where you mm-hmm. think would appease other people, mm-hmm. and then like when it ends, you're just thinking, "What? Well, do we have any closing thoughts?" Um, I uh, I'm fucking confused. Hey, add me to the party. (laughs) I I flew to Japan and I was like, ooh, time to find myself because I'm losing my mind. I'm so confused. Is this your journey to finding yourself? Yeah, finally, like where I get to go to a different country and find myself, like all the social media trends. And damn, I'm just confused now. I'm like, hmm, I'm more confused than I was before. That's good. More at peace with being confused, though. But still confused. I'm definitely still confused. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, Bye, contest. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in. Catch you later.